If you knew me, you would know I am obsessed with television. Hi, I'm Leah Parker Belfer, a T22, and you're listening to If You Knew Me, a grassroots podcast dedicated to celebrating diversity, equity, and inclusion at the Tuck School of Business at Dartmouth. Hi, I'm here today with Jasmine Joda, a T23. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Leah. I'm so excited. Uh, I am. Be- I'm very interested in your topic. So obsessed with TV. Um, can you unpack that a little bit more for me? Is it a specific show or just TV in general? Um, I would say TV in general. Uh, so growing up, my family's versions of marathons were in front of the television. Uh, I I think my earliest memory is literally being like sprawled out in my parents' bedroom, like hogging the remote. Um, And we were very like sedentary families. So I feel like I have a very wide range of knowledge of shows for no apparent reason. So I Mm. I feel very proud. Those are all my fun facts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you have siblings? Was it a competition between anyone for who got to pick the show? Yes. So I have two older siblings. They're twins and we're seven years apart. Um, And I think that's also probably why like I can probably quote every single ER episode or Beverly Hills 90210 because I was way too young to probably be watching those, Um, but they gave me good taste. I feel like uh, I have a really good appreciation, especially for like 90s black Mm. sitcoms. Was there a particular favorite that you had? Yeah. So my favorite of all time is Moesha, which now is on Netflix, thanks to Strong Black Lead. Um, But I think especially for growing up, I grew up in a predominantly white community and I Mm. think it was really, really hard kind of trying to find my confidence and sense of self. So I got a lot of that power in terms of like, how do I view myself? How am I supposed to like operate in the world through a lot of like the strong black female characters that I saw from a lot of those television shows. So Mm. I think that kind of really resonated with me growing up and kind of helped me view myself in a better way, if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, do you mind, uh, would you be willing to share a particular character or characters that influenced you the most, do you think? Yeah. So on A Different World, uh, which is uh, produced and directed by Debbie Allen, it's about um, basically like going to an historically Black college and university. There's a a character on there named Kimberly Reese, and she's a total badass. She is a med student and is super smart and is kind of like the 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 comedic relief uh, of the show along with uh, the character Whitley Gilbert who's kind of like the the uppity bougie character that gets on everyone's nerves but is very very lovable so I love those characters um, I also loved like I mentioned Moesha she's very like headstrong and very um, outspoken and not afraid to like speak her mind but was also kind of like the leader of her friend group and I feel like that was is very much me definitely growing up like uh, the Cheetah Girls movies. I was like, I used to the rally Cheetah my Girls. friends up, yeah. <laughs> rally my friends up and uh, play Galleria and hold auditions. So yes, oh my gosh, those are Amazing. definitely me. Quick aside, did you ever go to one of their concerts? Because I remember they started to tour after maybe the movie. Yeah. I never went to their concerts, but I was gifted their CD okay. and one they had like a competition in a magazine once and I won a poster so I feel like and I never win anything so I felt like that it's was a sign yeah yes. oh my gosh um and and I guess was this something that it sounds like you shared it with your whole family but do you think your siblings felt similarly 
um, to you about the connection with the, the role models and from the TV shows? Uh, I definitely think so. So they ended up actually like attending historically black colleges and universities, which is very not um, common in our hometown. They definitely paved the way in terms of like building awareness in our community in terms of what was available and like programming mm -hmm. available. So I feel like that definitely resonated with them. And even now we talk literally every day. So they're... <laughs> our half of our conversation is what are you watching yeah <laughs> and um and kind of like what did you think about last week's episode so super fun yeah and I can imagine now that now that I'm thinking back when you said it's seven years apart it feels like something you could have growing up at least when you were such different ages um and also I guess back when you're younger that age difference also tends to tie with maturity and things like that it was something you could connect over um, yes. maybe when there might not have been other things, you know, socially that you could have oh, related to. For sure. I was the annoying sibling that was like, you have all of your friends over and you're in high school and I want to be cool. So I'm just going to keep dropping in and hopefully, um, you guys will adopt me. So yeah. and like talking about really the cool. shows, right? Like you could be like, I know what's going on. Like, I know, yes. I know the drama. <laughs> Or at least pretending to know what's going on, which now that I like rewatch things back, I was like, I, I absolutely had no clue. But, you know, at least being able to be like, I love Dylan McKay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, outside of your family, when you were growing up, did you share this with any of your friends as well? Or you were mentioning it was a predominantly, you said, white community. So were they not watching the same shows as you? Um, you not think? necessarily, but I felt like that's where I got a lot of commonality um, with my classmates. So when I went mm. to boarding school, um, it was like the height of teenage soap dramas. So like the OC and One Tree Hill. And I felt like that's where I was able to be like, are you team Brooke or team Peyton? Let's talk about yeah. it. So I felt like that um, really helped me kind of find more mm. common ground to be able to talk and share more of myself because I feel like that's, that's where I get my energy from, or I think that's where I love to talk about those things. I'd be curious and let me know if you don't feel comfortable answering this when you were growing up and you were watching a lot of this is maybe pre-boarding school, but when you were watching shows, did you feel like you were um, kind of more um, antisocial during this time or, or did you, I guess as a child, did you have a lot of friends or was it was TV kind of like an escape and a social outlet? Um, so I'm, a resident introvert. I'm very reserved, but I never had problems making friends. I did have like a, a bad spout in junior high, which I feel like a lot of girls go through where you have like mm. a, the bully phase and the, the cool girl and geeky girl phase. And I definitely, I've been wearing big prescription glasses since I've been in pre-K. So I feel like I, I went, I was a super nerd um, back in junior high. So I feel like I definitely relied on TV a lot for those rougher patches in life where mm. I did feel really isolated. But I think especially, I think pre-boarding school, it also helped me kind of get out of my comfort zone where I was like, well, this character tried out for the dance team. And I think I look like I have a little bit more rhythm than them. So let me just try. So I feel like it also helped push me out of my comfort zone a little mm. bit more. That's awesome. Um, and I guess talking about boarding school, so I realized I should have asked earlier, but where where did you grow up? Um, oh yeah, um, so I'm from Bloomington, Illinois, which is like okay. two and a half hours south of Chicago. Um, it's uh, a twin city, so Bloomington Normal. And then my boarding school is in Aurora, Illinois. So that's about like an hour outside of Chicago. Mm, okay. and. 
just because now I'm curious, what what led you to to boarding school? Um, at the time, at the time, I just I was a freshman in high school, and I knew that I was really good at math and not necessarily interested in science to a degree. But I did have a lot of teachers that kind of saw that I was underutilized in the classroom, and so they at first like presented the mm. program and then one of my older cousins actually attended about eight years ahead of me and it was almost kind of serendipitous of hey the application is open you actually might be a good fit for this and um, at the time I felt like a huge responsibility at home because at that point my sisters were in college and I I could I felt like I couldn't really immerse myself in my high school community because I was working um, and like a little I felt like a little distracted between a lot of factors that were going on at home. So the, the push to go to boarding school was essentially me being like, this is a, an awesome opportunity to one, be pushed at least like academically. Right. Um, but also who doesn't want to like act like they're at Zoe 101 and yes. go to some boarding school and be like, I'm gone. So, yes. yeah. So did you, so I guess when you went um, to boarding school, did you find that it, it was what you were hoping for? Um, I think it helped me determine what I did not want to do. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, that's great. To do, that's early in life, I think. Yes. Um, I felt like I had a lot of class. It was very focused on science, uh, which I learned that I hated. Um, and a lot of my classmates were, were really passionate about trying to become doctors. Mm. And it was very focused on like, you can be published and be in research and do all these great things. And I was like, no, this is, this is not me. Um, but I did find like my mm. lifelong friends there because it is such a, it's a, such a formative time to be away from home. And I think we all were just like, what did we get ourselves into? Because it was such a rigorous program, but I think it helped teach a lot of independence in terms of mm. like knowing how to make choices, better time management, um, and kind of how to like socially navigate those really uncomfortable spaces. Yeah, that's amazing. I think a lot of people don't get that until college. Um, yes, so except for then we were all like weird geeks. So by the time we made it to college, we were like, we don't know how to do anything. Yes. <laughs> and then maybe you leaned again on TV. I don't know. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. I guess I, I'd be curious too, now that um, I'm thinking about it, do you, when you think about time, do you by any chance associate it with shows that were popular at the time? Sometimes, or um, I read a study that was like people that rewatch things kind of like it has to do with their anxiety because they know what's about to happen or they know the ending. And I am definitely a resident person that will like rewatch something Probably. Like, I think yeah. right now I'm rewatching Shameless, like totally fine. Um, but yes, I, I think about it in terms of like what show I discovered at the time or um, like, for example, when Scandal first came out, because I was a very, I was an early adopter to Scandal and I put a lot of people on. Good for um, you. I, you. You claim that. Yes. <laughs> that's, what, that's my shining achievement in life. Um, I, I think, I think about like how I find joy and kind of introducing people to to more of the shows that I love mm. and so just walk me if you don't mind walk me through it would you say what would you say you know your young childhood was formed by I guess maybe middle school high school college sure uh so young was formed by like 90s black sitcoms like 
the Moesha living single a different world. Mm -hmm. um, high school was like the One Tree Hill, the OC, um, gossip girl kind of phase, <laughs> unfortunately. And then college, that's coming back, right? Yes, yes, they do have a reboot, but I, I'm on the fence as to whether or not I'm gonna click double click into that. Um, college, I would say, was like the scandal, how to get away with murder, like the Shondaland phase, private practice phase. Yep. And then my tuck phase, I'm not sure yet. I, I would yeah. say it's a little bit of a mix of like, I would say my early professional career was a lot of like the the insecure, the, um, I was rewatching a lot of, of shows when I was a young professional. And I think that's just because of like that shock of like, oh my God, I don't yeah. have a, I don't have a, a set schedule anymore and just being overwhelmed with like being a young professional. So yeah, I was and wanting some comfort. Yes. Yeah, so I was rewatching Beverly Hills 90210 all the way from the beginning to, to present now. And then my tuck shows, I'm finding myself rewatching shows and then kind of trying to like dabble into the new Netflix phases or kind of being obsessed with reality TV. So I'm, I'm very deep in the Real Housewives franchise. Mm, I haven't engaged. I haven't engaged with that. Would you recommend? I, I wholeheartedly recommend. Okay. The Real Housewives can like get me through any mood. Which yeah. um, I guess it's, it's based on cities, right? Which, which city would you recommend to start with? Oh, I guess if you could use three words to describe yourself, how would you describe yourself? And then I'll recommend a city. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I would say I would describe myself as um, curious, um, bubbly, and maybe positive or compassionate. I'm not sure between, I realize now that I only get three. So I'm, I'm rethinking some of my <laughs> options, but you, that's probably enough for you. What would you say? That's fair. And then where are you from? I'm from Massachusetts, uh, right outside Boston, Brooklyn, Massachusetts. Positive and bubbly. I would say I'm torn between Orange County, but don't start with season one or two um, or the early seasons of New York, not the current season of, of New York. Okay. Okay. Wait, also one show that I just thought of, did you ever watch uh, American America's Next Top Model? Was that ever part of your? <laughs> yes, that was. That's that how, at one point. <laughs> yes. That's how I like knew I couldn't pursue modeling. So I used to try to like catwalk across my like parents' bedroom and then mm -hmm, I would trip mm -hmm. on absolutely nothing. And then my family would be like, maybe maybe modeling's not for you. So yeah. yes. And you also didn't mention um, American Idol. I realized that was a huge sensation, at least yes. in my school when I was younger. I fell out of American Idol, um, like the eighth season. Mm, so it was mm -hmm. still like relatively early, but yes, okay. still loved American Idol. So, and I, I guess I'm curious now, how do you find new shows? I feel like a lot of people are out, are looking for recommendations too. So you seem like a person that has the answers. Ooh, how, how do I find new shows? Um, a lot of it, I think now I'm like subscribed to like Deadline and Variety and am like almost anticipating drop dates and a lot of uh, our family group chat because our dad is the same way. He'll be like, the show is starting tonight. I hope you clue in. <laughs> so, and he's 63. So I'm, I'm very proud I of him. I love that. that. Um, 
but I think it's mostly through like trial and error. And I think I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give any show at least three episodes to get me hooked and then I'll start. That's generous. I feel like I know a lot of people that are one and done. Sometimes I don't even finish the episode. Really? No, because I feel like sometimes I think writing has evolved in television to where sometimes it might be like a slow burn and you kind of have to give it a chance to develop Mm. the characters or like the plot lines or all my sisters will be like, I'm about to drop out. And I'm like, just give it one more episode. It gets way more better. I promise. And it's fun to have people to talk to about it too. So I feel like I would selfishly try to keep people watching so I could debrief. True. Um, Very true. Did you ever, last question for me before I turn it over to you, if there's anything else, but did you ever think about going into the TV industry from a career perspective, given your passion Uh, or your That's what I'm recruiting for now, Uh, fingers crossed. Uh, But I think when I was younger, I was way more concerned with um, like stability. So when Mm. my sisters graduated college, they graduated like at the height of the recession. And I think- Mm -hmm given uh, coming from like an immigrant parent and just like coming from a mid to low income household it it was always like Mm. ingrained in me that like whatever path that I had to choose had to be a stable logical profession Mm. so like at the age of 14 I was like I'm gonna be an accountant and that's not Mm. that's not common um and then I think as I grew in consulting, I always tried to gravitate a little bit towards media, but then was specialized so early on that I almost kind of kept getting like uh, pushed back to like retail and consumer goods clients. So I think Mm. that's essentially one of the main reasons why I wanted to go to business school was to try to at least explore this passion a lot more, or at least try to like find different ways to express that in, in some way, shape or form, since it is such a big part of my life. Yeah. And I guess what area are you looking into right now? The goal is content acquisition and strategy. So I do have a lot of strategy experience, um, but, but that's, that's the goal. Some type of content acquisition strategy manager role for like a Netflix or Hulu. Although after doing that Netflix case, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. True. Um, As the content is that, so is that when you say content acquisition, is that acquiring scripts or um, it would be like acquiring like already developed shows. So it's almost oh, like, for example, like, oh, I loved Moesha and I work for Netflix and now I want to like contact uh, X company that holds that, the rights to that, to bring into the streaming platform to share with everyone else. Mm, okay. Okay. Well, before um, I ask you the fun question that we always end with, do you, is there anything else you want to share about your obsession with TV that we haven't touched upon yet? Um, I'm not sure if it's anything new, but I I do know because I am so reserved, I would love to chat about TV with more of the tech community. So definitely stop me in the hallway, especially if you watch Real Housewives, like let's debrief. Um, And I think just um, that TV can really help create more connections. Like I think people think of TV as kind of like Mm. almost like a bad stigma of like, oh, it's going to rot your brain. Um, But there are so many connections, especially in terms of understanding culture or like complexities that we can get from programming, especially in terms of representation um, Mm. that can really go a long way. And so I'm really passionate about it. So let me talk your ear off. I love that. Uh, Well, so to end with the fun question, um, I know it doesn't sound fun as I say it out loud, (laughs) but what was your first job? Oh, uh, my first job was at McDonald's. 
Yeah, so I, I actually was the drive through voice for my McDonald's for like three years. <laughs> That's amazing. Did you get uh, a discount? Yeah, so we do get discounts on all the food. Um, I still eat McDonald's, so my McDonald's was very clean. Um, and I won employee of the month. Uh, oh my gosh. Straight, so I, was really, I was really proud of that. Do they give you plaques? <laughs> they give you a trophy. A trophy? Yes. Oh my gosh. Do you a still have them? Certificate. Yes. <laughs> I still have it in my bedroom in Bloomington. And like, sometimes my dad will still be like, are you, are you ever going to throw that down? Away. And I'm like, absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. Well, thanks so much, Jasmine, for coming on. It was so nice talking to you. Thank you so much, Leah. Thanks for listening to this episode of If You Knew Me. I founded the If You Knew Me podcast back in the fall of 2020 help deepen student connections and foster a culture of belonging here at Tuck. Please check out our other episodes to support and learn more about other Tuckies. Special thanks to my partner, Alex Mitko, for helping with sound production. If you have any questions or feedback on the podcast, or if you want to be featured in a future episode, please contact us at the email address listed in the description.